0: We know this structure as the tabernacle. And God commanded that Israel build this tabernacle while they were camped out at the base of Mount Sinai receiving the rest of his law, the rest
1: of Torah.
0: Because the laws of Torah that he gave them, and traditionally there are said to be 613 laws,
1: these laws were to govern how Israel lives as a nation with God as its king. And these laws
0: were ordered the life of Israel. They they neatly separate or, or neatly spoke to every aspect of the life of an Israelite.
1: Because God's
0: purpose in giving these laws was very simple.
1: The laws were
0: a way of God separating Israel from the nations that they were surrounded by. That's why there's such an emphasis in so many of the laws on separating or dividing or not mixing things that was God's purpose in the laws that we find in exodus Leviticus some in numbers and then a repeated <laughs> in because God was creating a new nation in the midst of all of the other nations that He would relate to in a special way because the great king the great suzerain had chosen this nation this vassal to be his servant to reach all the other vassals, all yeah.
1: the other nations. But in order to do that, this
0: nation had to be different from the other nations.
1: But in order to do that, this nation had to
0: be separate in some way from the other nations in other words this nation had to be holy and that's what holiness means, actually. It means separate, set apart, different.
1: So under the law of Israel, under the
0: Torah and all of the commandments, you find God laying out the concepts of holy and
1: and common.
0: God says there are normal everyday things in this world
1: and then there are holy or special things
0: in this world. Now, in the law, just because something is common or not holy doesn't mean that it is sinful or morally wrong. There are things like death or disease or uh, blots on your skin or discoloration that there's nothing morally wrong with
1: those things <inaudible> Rather, those things in a
0: symbolic way signify death or decay or the opposite of life, which is God's nature. And so, within the camp of God, within the boundaries of Israel there are many things that are perfectly part of God's good creation but which symbolize or bring to mind things having to do with death decay or unclean
1: and so those things
0: are not allowed within the boundaries or the camp of Israel.
1: So God is trying to use object
0: lessons to show His people things about Himself and things about who they are as well.
1: Let me give you an example that will help you understand.
0: In American churches, many times,
1: the pastor
0: will have what's called children's time.
1: The pastor,
0: during the church service, in the middle of the worship service, will call all of the children in the church to come forward up to the near the front.
1: And then the pastor will step down from the pulpit or,
0: or step forward and sit down with the children, usually sitting around on the floor. And the pastor will talk to the children and teach them one particular thing in a very easy and simple, easy to understand way
1: i the i get
0: the of will use something that the children are familiar with to teach them a lesson about Scripture or about God. So now when I was a small child, maybe three or four years old, my dad pastored a church, a small church in a in a poor section of the city I was born in.
1: It, it was maybe half
0: the number of people in this room, about
1: half
0: the so in children's time, there were only three or four of us children that would come
1: inside.
0: So dad asked before that morning if he could borrow one of my toy cars.
1: Because
0: at this point, I was very young and I really liked toy cars. I had collection dozens and dozens of toy
1: cars.
0: So that morning he called the children up front and we came and we sat down in front of the the pulpit
1: and he took one of the toy cars and,
0: and he put it on this side of the communion rail, the, the, the place where we take communion. And he drove it across the rail, all the way across to this side.
1: And then he asked us, how many of you know what the
0: word repent
1: Means. And I think some of
0: us may have said it means to say you're sorry or you feel bad for what
1: you've done. Mm-hmm. And he said.
0: That's close, but not exactly right. Because repent means to go in the opposite direction that you were going. He said repent means to turn the car around
1: and drive back in the other direction.
0: Now it's a very simple lesson, very easy to
1: understand. But it communicated
0: A very important truth that has stayed with me for over 35 years.
1: I never forgot
0: that to repent of something means not just to say I'm sorry and I'll try to do better next time.
1: But it means to
0: turn away from that thing and go in the opposite
1: direction that I was going। and this is actually very theologically correct. Because
0: the Hebrew word for repent literally is the word
1: turn.
0: So when the prophets tell Israel over and over, like Jeremiah,
1: repent, repent. Literally, in Hebrew, they're saying, shuv, shuv.
0: Because Shuv means turn,
1: turn.
0: Turn away from idolatry and turn back
1: to the covenant
0: that you have broken. So the the, the this children's sermon that my dad did with the little car was a visual object lesson that I could remember even as a small
1: child. What God does with the
0: Torah, with the covenant is He gives Israel many, many of those object lessons. He he commands them sometimes to do seemingly strange things.
1: But those things are there to
0: reinforce in the minds of Israel, who they are, and who God
1: is. And so when they eat certain foods,
0: or celebrate certain holidays, they participate in activities, or a way of life, which speak to them at a symbolic visual level.
1: And
0: every time they go to the tabernacle with their gifts and their sacrifices
1: they're reminded of
0: concepts that God wants them to always be aware
1: of. Concepts like life and death, clean and unclean, holy and common. Jew and Gentile.
0: Because as God's people, as the people of Israel, they are to be different in every aspect from the people around
1: them. And they
0: have to keep their camp, their boundaries clean and holy.
1: Because right
0: there in the middle of their camp, in the middle of their
1: boundaries,
0: is the Holy God of Israel living in his tent. And that's what they build at the end of Exodus, and that's what God fills with His presence. And then the whole book of Leviticus takes place right as God fills His presence and begins to tell His people how to use. This new
1: thing called the tabernacle. Our a is In fact, Leviticus as a whole, the book as a whole, can be divided into three large sections.
0: There's a section that begins and gives regulations on how they should worship.
1: And then there's a small section...
0: Where uh, that tells a narrative account of the disaster that happens if that worship is disobeyed by God's
1: priests.
0: And that's Leviticus chapter 10.
1: You don't have to turn there now.
0: I'm just telling you so that when you read through the book, you can see this big picture,
1: understand. And then later in Leviticus,
0: as it moves on, There's a major section,
1: again, of regulations, how Israel should live. And then, after that,
0: there's another small, short narrative section that deals with what happens when someone rebels
1: against that
0: way of living
1: it's a story of a man who is is, is
0: uh, violates the sabbath
1: uh, uh,
0: no, no, no. Uh, blasphemes the name of God.
1: Uh, openly
0: rebelling against the God of the Covenant, the Great
1: Suzerain. But, uh. the And and once again, there's disastrous
0: consequences for that
1: person.
0: And that happens in Leviticus chapter 24. And the final section of Leviticus then gives the final uh... regulations on how israel should worship
1: once again and
0: the book ends Then and goes right into the book of Numbers.
1: So, between the end of
0: Exodus and the beginning of Numbers,
1: uh, really only about a month or so passes.
0: Leviticus is then the handbook, the instructions for the priests and the people.
1: And it tells them how to live and, and use
0: this, uh, this structure, the tabernacle. The tabernacle was divided into three sections. And Exodus and Leviticus tell us about these sections and how
1: they're used. This was uh, three sections were three
0: tenths like a tent, within each other.
1: Now I have lifted these
0: sections out so you can see them, but they would all be compacted into one on the ground. So think of these as as three three layers, three concentric circles of
1: tents. The first section was the outer court. The outer court was where Israelites could come in. Oh, court,
0: the outer court was where Israelites would come when they brought their sacrifices.
1: <laughs> And it's where, in
0: the outer court, there was a basin for washing and cleansing.
1: And
0: then there was the altar on which the sacrifices themselves were
1: placed. It was like a big outdoor barbecue, a grill hati <laughs> hati so this whole section was was something like a butcher
0: shop or a slaughterhouse where animals were killed and
1: cooked homo <laughs> Now, the animals,
0: when they were prepared and offered, the blood, different things would be done with the blood that had different symbolic values at different
1: times. But the priests, in a number of instances,
0: the priests would take the blood from the sacrifices into the holy place, the ah. next
1: level. The next level, the holy place, consisted of a large structure with a curtain in the middle. The people could not go into the
0: holy place. This is only where the
1: priests could go. And inside the holy place was a table with 12 loaves
0: of bread stacked on it. And on the other side, it was a golden table, it was covered in gold.
1: On the other side, across from it, was the
0: lampstand, the menorah that was shaped like a tree
1: with oil lights. And this burned day and night,
0: and it was symbolizing God's presence among His people.
1: And then there was an altar of
0: incense in there, where, where incense would be prepared that would smell really good. It would it would have a unique smell.
1: And then, there was a curtain dividing the room.
0: And the curtain was made with royal colors like blue and purple and
1: scarlet. And woven into the curtain, designs
0: in the curtain uh, depicting cherubim, the,
1: the angels with the sword. And on the other side of
0: those
1: cherubim, inside was the most holy place. The most
0: holy place was entirely gold, everything covered in gold.
1: And
0: inside it was the Ark of the Covenant that contained the two tablets that God had given Moses of
1: the law. And
0: carved on the top the lid of this ark, this chest, this box. the were two cherubim facing each other
1: with their wings outstretched. And it was believed by Israel
0: and God said, there above the cherubim is where I will meet with you.
1: But only at God's invitation. Only once a year could one person enter into
0: this most holy
1: place. And before he
0: entered in, he would have to burn incense and fill the room with smoke,
1: sweet smelling incense smoke. And could only
0: enter with the blood of the sacrifices of the nation on the Day of
1: Atonement. And he would take the blood and he would
0: dash it on the Ark of the Covenant. And then there would be another ceremony, this is Leviticus 16, you can read about, there would be a ceremony where the other animal that was not sacrificed, would have the priest place his hand on his head and transfer symbolically all of the sins of Israel for the entire year.
1: And that animal would then be led
0: by someone outside of the camp of Israel, out into the desert to never return.
1: And so through this, this ritual, through this sacrifice, through this, the,
0: the sacrifice and the leading of the animal away. God was not only taking upon himself the blood of the sacrifice given for the sins of the
1: people। He was not only restoring
0: fellowship that had been damaged by their sin over
1: the year. He was not only
0: enjoying a covenant meal with His covenant people, which is what happened in the Holy Praise as the priests ate the bread and the meat of the
1: sacrifices. But it was also as if God had a big,
0: uh, a, a a big truck, a dump truck, a construction truck that you put trash in. Do they have those here? Mm-hmm. It, it was yeah. like God brought in a big yeah, dump truck yeah. and put all of the people's sins yeah. into that truck and then drove it out into the desert.
1: जेमते के आमान करो म्युनिसिपलिटी लागिर सब के ठीक से प्रकार भाव रे ऊपर
0: जो the covenant relationship between Israel, the vassal, and God, the suzerain, could now be restored once again and
1: maintained. And then there would be a great celebration and feasting and the
0: sacrifices that were given the sacrifices were how the Israelites got
1: their meat. So almost every time an Israelite ate mutton. So
0: They were reminded of the fellowship that they had with God
1: and
0: then they participated in the life of God's people as a separate holy nation. This is why in the New Testament later it would become a problem for some Jewish Christians
1: who had never grown up with this system
0: were eat with would, wouldn't would, eat the meat that they normally got from their own cities.
1: Uh, uh,
0: Their Gentile cities like Corinth and Rome.
1: Because the meat in those cities, most
0: of it, Came from pagan temples where it had been offered to pagan
1: gods. <laughs> and so you can
0: read in Corinthians and Romans about how, how Paul advised. Pastorally, to handle that
1: situation. And how he emphasized
0: that no matter what they felt about food that they eat, That the real issue was the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile in Christ had now been done away with.
1: And
0: so categories of clean and unclean that for Israel had to do with what you ate, what you touched,
1: or what you wore, had been brought to their
0: completion in Israel's Messiah Jesus. And Messiah Jesus had been given the
1: long-awaited new covenant where holiness was not just limited to
0: external
1: behaviors
0: (laughs) but rather was the holiness of the heart and was manifest in how you treated one another and those outside of the
1: faith. So the Mosaic covenant, the Levitical laws,
0: preserved god's people as a unique
1: people on this earth <laughs>
0: until the Messiah arrived and brought to the completion that covenant
1: (laughs) and then inaugurated, brought
0: into being with His own blood, the blood of God Himself, the new covenant.
1: जे आ And the purpose of this new covenant was the same purpose as the old covenant that through this new covenant people
0: of Israel in the Messiah,
1: the nations of the world would be brought to faith in
0: the God of Israel. It's the same purpose, Old Covenant,
1: Old Testament, New Covenant, New Testament.
0: Except in the Old Covenant, Israel is the collective nation on the earth in that particular country
1: who were ruled by the king in the line of david but in the new covenant
0: it's Israel is the Messiah himself, the true king of in the line of David. And everyone who puts their faith in Israel's Messiah
1: enters into
0: the Israel of God. Say
1: Israel, 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 say Israel, say Israel, And last time I was with you, we
0: saw how Paul pictured this whole concept with using olive trees and branches that were grafted into an olive tree. So it's important for you to see all of this at a big
1: picture level so that when you
0: read the details in the books of Exodus, Leviticus, and Numbers, you don't get lost in the details. There are many, many details,
1: and there are many things that those details communicate as object lessons. There are many, many
0: details, and there are many things that those details communicate as object lessons.
1: So it's important that you understand the concepts that
0: are being communicated even if you don't understand what every single law means or every single ritual symbolizes. But let me give you an example of the depth of detail and what it would have communicated to Israel so that you can understand a little bit of how it works
1: when describing the tabernacle
0: and in, in the materials that are used to build it at the end of Exodus.
1: Chapters 36,
0: It tells in, in, in the later chapters, it gives two times this particular mixture of oil and incense and spices that would be used to make the incense in the holy place, in the holy of holies. And it goes out of its way, the text makes very clear to say you will not use this formula for any other purpose in all of Israel, and anyone who does will be
1: cut off from their people.
0: This incense was only to be used by the priests in that place and no one else, no other purpose. So, what that would have resulted in, what the, the... outcome of
1: that would have outcome been is that the priests who worked in this section with this incense in the air ah jete bele jo jadjako ei sabu sugandhi drabbya ba sugandhi dwara ase kon karuthile
0: and who were anointed with this particular oil on their garments, on
1: their head, those priests would smell different than everyone else.
0: In fact, if a priest were coming near your house, walking near your tent,
1: you would probably smell something different. They would carry
0: with them literally the aroma of holiness. They would be different. And even though they might look like a normal Israelite, even if they took their priestly robes off, they would still, something about them, their smell would be different.
1: Later in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians, Paul will describe believers in this world as the aroma of Jesus.
0: That everywhere we go, we are spreading the smell of Jesus.
1: (coughs) not <coughs> Not literally with oils or incense. <laughs>
0: but through our daily actions and our outlook and our demeanor and how we treat those around us. So when I preach on this particular passage from Exodus about the, the oil and the incense that were on the priests,
1: I explained
0: the original meaning and what was going on at the time and what it would have meant for the priest to use this oil
1: in his house. I paint a picture in the minds
0: of the listeners of what it would have meant to them back then in Israel. <laughs> And then I show how the New Testament takes this concept and alludes to it and
1: draws it out
0: to greater implications in the New
1: Covenant.
0: And then I look at the congregation and I ask them very clearly and very
1: straightforwardly.
0: I asked them, how do you smell? What do you smell
1: like? When you walk by someone, do they notice something different?
0: And then I may give examples of how we can smell better
1: to the people around us. So even in this all obscure, strange,
0: Old Testament directions on how to make oil and incense,
1: there's a principle, a concept, that you can preach to your people. If you know the setting and see how the New
0: Testament uses that same
1: concept.
0: Do you want to see another example of this type of thing?
1: Yes
0: Yes or no, it doesn't matter to me. (laughs) I'm here either way. So, let me give you another example regarding the building of the
1: tabernacle. The tabernacle, when it's being built, at the bottom of these
0: poles, these are poles, and they hold the fabric that stretched between them, poles. And there's a base, and there's a top on each pole, all the way around.
1: Procara the Port I'll say The bottoms, the base
0: that the poles will rest on for the outer court is to be made
1: of bronze but the tops of the poles are to have bases or,
0: or caps on them made of silver
1: Now as you move in to the holy
0: place, the bottoms
1: of the poles of the holy place are silver. I am going to I will the tops the of the posts. are
0: are made of gold. And then as you move in to the most holy place even the bottoms of the posts
1: are capped of gold. Because the whole holy place is covered
0: inside with gold. It's a golden cube in its
1: dimensions.
0: So it's almost as if the bottom of the holy place rests
1: above the outer courts and the bottom of the most holy place rests above the holy place. It's as if
0: as you move from the entrance of the tabernacle into the next
1: sections, You're moving up a mountain and at the top of that mountain
0: is the God of Israel who dwells in
1: smoke and clouds. and at the top of that mountain is the God of Israel who dwells in smoke and cloud now Israel is a mobile people they're moving around so, they ए not build a real tower every time they आ camp. So they can't build a real
0: tower every time they stop
1: a camp. But yet, through this very easy-to-put-up series of tents within each other... <laughs> The mountain of God, Mount Sinai, is able to travel with them and be
0: in their midst everywhere they go. So, no matter where they travel in all the land, God is right there in their
1: midst. He's right there with
0: them always। This again is a spiritual concept and a principle that you can preach to your people.
1: Because in the New Testament, then, we read
0: that God became flesh. And dwelled among his
1: people. And
0: And when John says in his gospel, chapter 1, that the word became flesh and dwelled among us.
1: Do you know what that word dwell, verb dwelled," means in <laughs> literally? It means, the literal word is, he tabernacles
0: among us. He put his tent among
1: us. And so Jesus fulfills, sums up all that the tabernacle
0: was pointing towards in terms of God living with his people.
1: And uh, when Jesus ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within and among his people.
0: And when Jesus ascended, he sent the Holy Spirit to dwell within and
1: among his people. So that no matter where we go in all of the world,
0: (inaudible) God is right there with us. This will preach to your people (inaudible) from the Old Testament, from the law. From the boring instructions on how to build a tent.
1: You see these principles that are being communicated. The last one that I'll show and then we have to end
0: is in the book of Numbers. God tells Israel how to camp in while they're surrounding the tabernacle.
1: You see,
0: Numbers picks up where Exodus left off with the people of God ready to move into the promised land. And as they move into the land they're going to be stopping and camping along the way but they're going to move as an
1: army <laughs>
0: So Israel, this former group of slaves that have come out of Egypt in Exodus in the book of Numbers are now being organized into a military army camp.
1: And at the center of this camp is the tabernacle of God? And
0: right outside of the tabernacle of God are the tribes of or the tribe of Levi separated into its four clans. The
1: Levites who are the priestly tribe literally dwell between God's holiness and the other people of Israel they form a protective barrier, a
0: protective ring around the holiness of
1: God. Because in Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers,
0: Deuteronomy, God's holiness is overwhelming. Think of modern technology, think of a nuclear power plant.
1: A nuclear plant is a
0: large building with all kinds of structures inside of it. But at the center of that plant Covered by layers and layers of protective shielding. Is the radioactive core the thing that is giving off huge amounts of energy that's powering an entire region? But if you removed all of the protection and all of the shielding, the core would send
1: radiation out everywhere and people would be destroyed। or if people forced their way into the core
0: without the protection and the shielding, they would be destroyed. So the shielding is necessary to prevent the people from coming into direct contact with the
1: core. But if the shielding is in
0: place and it's working properly, then that raging power that's coming out of the core, brings
1: light and life and energy and power to millions of people. जब दे तहाँ को This is is how God, you can think
0: of God dwelling among His people as they camp out around this
1: protective core. How
0: can a holy God, whose holiness is likened to a consuming
1: fire, so they say, God
0: dwell among people without burning them know, because of their sinfulness?
1: This God not
0: can choose to create a system whereby people can approach Him in grades of holiness.
1: then no, a or
0: that's what we see in Israel in the Old Covenant is they are living with a very powerful and dangerous holiness of God in their midst. <laughs>
1: Though the some of the But in the New Covenant,
0: something incredible happens. God enables His New Covenant people
1: to become fireproof. As कर देले जे जो अग्नि Through Jesus coming dwelling among us
0: Dying bringing all of this to a close with His death on the cross. And then filling His people with the Holy Spirit, the very Spirit of God.
1: This curtain
0: has been done away with, we can
1: approach the throne of grace, the throne of grace. <laughs> Through Jesus, the High Priest, who is also the Light of the World, whose body is the Bread of the Presence, Who was the final sacrifice for the altar? uh,
0: Who poured out his Holy Spirit to cleanse us through the waters of
1: baptism. So that in him the dividing wall between Jews. And Gentiles has been done away with, and all now
0: may approach the God of Israel through the High Priest Jesus
1: Messiah. Alleluia. Jesus tells people, the law and the prophet spoke of me.
0: He's not talking about just one or two verses that make predictions about him.
1: He's talking about the whole story and the entire system
0: that in him all of the promises of God come to their fulfillment
1: and so this is
0: the same God we serve but in a new and expanded way
1: so that the covenant blessings given
0: originally to the seed of Abraham, now also we share in those same promised blessings because of our faith. the true seed of Abraham. Does that sound like good news to you? Does that sound like good news to people in your community who are used to going to temples and worshiping with priests?
1: Does that sound like good news to
0: people in your community who are used to having to bring a sacrifice?
1: Does it sound like good news?
0: To your communities where people think they have to pray to many different gods hoping
1: that one of them will be the one who can bless them. The problem is not that the people in your communities are going to temples. The problem is they're going to the wrong temples.
0: They're going to the temples
1: of those who cannot save.
0: So when you preach and teach and pastor in your communities,
1: you don't need to come into
0: conflict with your Hindu neighbors. You can talk to them about why they go to their temples and ask them
1: about what are you trying to get from the God.
0: And you can show them that God is not... Uh, uh, unaware of temples. In fact, God actually gave Israel a temple by which they could relate to Him. And then you can show them how at one point in history God stepped down from heaven into creation as the true temple.
1: And then you can ask them, Would you like to come see my temple? And hopefully.
0: You've had the aroma of God. You've smelled nice. They noticed something
1: about you. <laughs> and so they may say yes please I'd love to see your temple so then do you know what you do you bring them into your home you wash their feet you give them chai you
0: share a meal with your family
1: you show them the community of God in action and you point to your family and
0: your friends and the people in your church who you've invited to have this
1: Fellowship meal with? <laughs> And you say, this is my temple. And Jesus is our priest. And if you would ever like to be part of this temple, He is always waiting on you right now. He won't force you to come to His temple. He'll invite you to come to his table. And
0: that could change your communities and Orissa and India and the
1: world. All
0: from the Old Testament
1: law.
0: This is how Paul and the Apostles would have preached to their Jewish. And so I pray that you remember that as you seek to reach those in your community who are used to going to temple.